Hi, I'm Chris. You're about to travel to a place of wonder, excitement, and discovery. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. I love cold, wintry days, especially when I get the chance to play in the snow and make a snowman. Okay, let's see. I'll put the hat on him and... uh, Voila! Sound the snowman. Chris! Hey, Chris! Oh, hi, Bob! What do you think of my snowman? His eyes look funny. You gotta fix his eyes. Oh, okay, thanks. Eyes, huh? Well, let me see. Um, there. That should do it. But now he looks cross-eyed. Oh, hello, Chris. What's this? Oh, it's Sam the snowman. What do you think? Uh, well, it doesn't look like any snowman I've ever seen. Huh? You sure about that nose? It's a little big. They had a good carrot crop this year. Hmm. You don't like it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just so you like it. (laughs) See ya. Everybody's a critic. Uh, His eyes, his nose. I don't know why they won't take you as you are. You know, Sam, this reminds me of today's adventure in Odyssey. Why? Well, you have to listen to find out. Oh, you can't listen. Oh, yeah, I forgot your ears. Let me go find a couple of potatoes, and we'll get started right after this. If you're like me, you've already figured out that you were born to make a difference. Hardwired to change the world. Problem is, it's not always easy to know where to start. I mean, you've got this big dream, but it's a little blurry. Out of focus, you know? Maybe you should check out the Focus Institute. The Institute has helped me in a very real sense, define my calling. Imagine spending a semester in a classroom with other students who care about the same stuff you do. But everything you're learning is completely relevant to your life and the relationships you're forming. I really have been surprised that we all have a deep common goal of Christ. And so I've made friends that I will keep for a lifetime here. The Focus on the Family Institute, a world-class education and a life-changing experience. It may be just what you need to give your dreams focus and to jumpstart your world-changing plans. You can find more information and download the student application form at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org. Monty and Jenny Witt's grandchildren have been visiting Odyssey for a while now and learning a lot in the process. But now Monty's in for a different kind of lesson thanks to Tom, Eugene, a train car, and a frozen lake. Let's see what it's all about. Done. All I have to do now is let it dry, and I'll have the best model train car in Wits End. Hi, Monty. Oh, hi, Connie. I thought I saw somebody over here at the train set. What are you doing? Oh, I'm finishing my model. Really? I didn't know you were building a... Uh... A train car. Train car, right. So what do you think? Oh, um... What an interesting caboose, Monty. It's an engine. Oh, <laughs> right. I always get them mixed up. I've been working on it all week. Do you like it? Well, if you like it, then that's all that matters. Let's see Jenny top this. I beg your pardon? This is one of the few things Jenny hasn't done since she's been here. Oh, yeah. Your sister is something else, isn't she? You've been in Odyssey for just a few weeks, and she's been in everything. Let's see. First she played the violin in the school program. Then she was in that play at church, and then she... Okay, Connie. I was here. I remember. Oh, right. So does that happen a lot? I mean... Her doing everything? Sort of. I mean, Jenny's special. You know, when people find out about her, they always want her to do things. What about you? Me? I just go along for the ride. 
Hey, Connie, do you know where my grandpa is? I want to show him my train car. Well, I haven't seen him yet today. Eugene's downstairs, though. Maybe he knows. Great. Oh, um, would you watch my train car and make sure that nothing happens to it? Sure. Don't worry. Thanks. <sighs> Trash pickup isn't until Thursday. Poor Monty. Well, sir, now, this is something. It's real good, isn't it, Eugene? Indeed. Notice, if you will, the perfection of line and curve, the meticulous attention to detail, the subtle combination of color, hallmarks of a truly superior scale rendering. Wouldn't you say, Mr. Riley? Well, not like that, I wouldn't. Well, what would you say, then? It's real good. Hi, Mr. Riley. Hi, Eugene. Well, hello there, Monty. A most felicitous morning to you, Montgomery. Huh? Oh, thanks. Uh, have you seen my grandpa anywhere? I believe your grandfather is escorting your sister to the shopping plaza. Isn't that correct, Mr. Riley? If you mean they went to the mall, then you're right. I believe that's what I said. That's not what you said, Eugene. You said he's escorting her to the shopping plaza. Just like you said, a most felicitatious morning instead of hi, or the very popular good morning. It's not the same thing. Oh, but it is the same thing, Mr. Riley. Felicitous comes from the Latin and means to make happy or good. Ergo, to wish someone a felicitous morning is indeed tantamount to wishing them good morning. It's a perfectly proper greeting. It's my own fault. I had to bring it up. That's all right, Mr. Riley. I have a sister with the same problem. Well, at least your sister has one or two redeeming qualities. What do you mean? We were just admiring some of her handiwork here. Oh, really? Absolutely. Her authentic 1 to 32 scale model of a Southern Pacific Railroad passenger car, circa 1885. Her what? Her model train car. Train car? Yeah. Have you seen it? Um... Uh, uh, no. It's lovely, is it not? The perfection of line and curve, the meticulous attention to detail, the subtle combination of color... Eugene! All... It's really something, isn't it, Monty? Yeah, she did a great job, as usual. Of course, the truly remarkable part of this accomplishment is the fact that she did it all in one afternoon. An afternoon? It took me all week. I tell you, I have never seen so much talent packed into one little girl. And intelligence as well. You come from quite a family, Monty. You ought to be proud. Yeah, proud. Ah, here comes the patriarch of this talented dynasty now. Hi, everyone. Hello, Whit. Where's Guinevere? <laughs> Gwyneth... Oh, she's coming. She got a new book while we were out, and she's been reading it on the way back. Eugene, did you hear the way Whit and I spoke to each other when he came in? Absolutely. Well, that's the way you're supposed to say hello. No fancy-schmancy words, just a nice, simple, howdy-do, or hi, or hello. Understand? I believe I've grasped the concept, Mr. Riley, yes. Good. Now, here comes Jenny. Why don't you try it out on her? Very well. <clears throat> um, hello, Guinevere. A most felicitous morning to you, Eugene. Huh? <laughs> Why, thank you. And may I offer and extend my own greetings and salutations in return? Hold I... it! Hold it! Wait a minute. Jenny, did he tell you to say that? No, sir. I was just reading it in my new book. The Harriman English Lexicon, Volume 24. It's a lexicographical study of common phrases and their origins. Wait a minute. Volume 24? That's the one volume I'm missing from my set. Where did you manage to find it? Well, Grandpa found it in an old bookstore near the college. Oh, Ed, how could you? I'm sorry, Tom. I can't believe this. I've been searching everywhere for Volume 24. Would you like to examine it with me? There are a few word studies I don't understand. 
I'd be delighted. Uh, Mr. Whitaker? Oh, go right ahead. I'd hate to stand in the way of a couple of enthusiastic etymologists. Come along, Guinevere. This is wonderful. Now I'll finally be able to complete my study of the influence of French idiomatic usage on English neologism. <laughs> what fun! Wet, I have said it before, and I will say it again. Huh? Sometimes I just wonder about that boy. I mean, why can't he talk so people can understand him instead of always using them big words? Well, it's just his form of communication. It has to do with upbringing and education. The same with any of us. Uh, well, it's like your twang, for instance. Twang? What twang? Tom. All right, all right. But I still think he needs to have some of that starch taken out of him. Get him away from all those musty old books and out of those dark college classrooms. You give him a few days with me out on my farm or out in the outside. In, 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 in. Now, there's an idea. Uh-oh, I don't like that look in your eye, Thomas Riley. A camping trip, Whit. Camping trip? Yeah, camping trip. Better yet, we'll take the boy ice fishing. In fact, you and Monty should come, too. Oh, I don't know, Tom. Oh, come on, Whit. We'll all go. You and me and Eugene and Monty. Great experience for everyone. Yeah. The more I think about it, the better it sounds. I'm going to go ask him right now. I don't know about this. Let's go ice fishing, Grandpa. Please. Uh, Please. Marty. Oh, it'll be fun to go out with just the guys. In the wilderness. Lots of fish. No sisters. No sisters? I mean, um, uh, can we? Well, I suppose it wouldn't be such a bad idea. Okay, go call your mother. Yeah. Hey, what? Uh, oh, Hi, Connie. What's going on here? Tom's upstairs trying to sell Eugene on a fishing trip, and that's the most excited I've seen Monty since he got here. Well, it looks like we're all going ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, better now than in the summer, I guess. Monty's going? Yep. I wonder what he wants me to do with this train car of his. The paint dried. Train car? You... Monty made a train car? Yeah, didn't he tell you? He was really excited about showing it to you. No, he didn't mention it at all. Is this it here? Why, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, all right. But that's not Monty's. This is Monty's. Oh. Well, it's very... My words exactly. Then whose train car is this? I don't know. Maybe it says on the bottom. Huh. Hey, you're right. It's Jenny's. Jenny's? Then she did make one. Oh, I wonder if Monty saw it. Well, it was sitting right here. He must have. Why? I talked to Monty while he was working on his train car. He said it was one of the few things Jenny hasn't done since she's been here. He must have been devastated when he saw this. Maybe that's why he was so eager to go ice fishing. What do you mean? Jenny's not going. It's one place where he won't have to compete with her. Oh, poor boy. It must be tough to have a sister as perfect as Jenny. I don't blame him if he wants to get away. Yeah, a few days away might do him some good. Maybe it'll do us all some good. Eugene, it is not an environmental expedition. It's a fishing trip. A fishing trip. But, Mr. Riley, I don't see anything wrong with studying the cold-blooded vertebrate of their natural habitat as long as we're already there. We're not studying anything. We're going to fish. Got it? Then again, maybe not, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey will continue right after this.
If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews. Just about everything you need to know about adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today. Excuse me, are you Larry Johnson of 534 Jasper Court? Yes. I'm supposed to tell you this. Yes, light green, Santa Fe, and creamed corn. Really? Creamed corn? What if the answers to your toughest questions came and found you? With a complimentary membership from Focus on Your Child, you'll get timely parenting advice customized for your family from a faith-based perspective. Excuse me, are you Larry Johnson of... Yeah, yeah, what you got for me today? When your baby cries, she may be telling you that she's hungry, cold... For details, visit FocusOnYourChild.com. And now, back to today's Adventure in Odyssey. Oh! Well, here we are. Everybody out. Oh, I'd almost forgotten how beautiful this lake is. It's great, isn't it, Marty? Yeah. Um, what'd you say it was called? Uh, Summit Lake, because it's the highest one from Odyssey, you see. Hey! Eugene, what are you waiting for? Come on out. I'll be out as soon as I find my weather gauge. Did you hear that, Whit? He brought his thermometer. I knew this trip would take the starch out of it. Now, Tom, I know I packed it. Ah, ah, here it is. Huh, I found it. I'm glad. I know how tough it is going camping without a thermometer. It's not a thermometer, Mr. Riley. It's a weather gauge. You see, it not only measures temperature, but it also records wind speed, barometric pressure, and relative humidity. However, for my present purposes, I need only temperature and wind speed. Aha! It is currently 12 degrees below zero Celsius, or 20 degrees Fahrenheit, if you prefer. Not too cold for you, is it? Not too cold at all. It's the wind chill factor we should all be concerned about. Wind chill factor? Oh, yes, indeed. Most important. Did you know that in a climate of 15 degrees Fahrenheit, with a 3 to 6 mile an hour wind, your flesh can freeze after only one minute of exposure? Oh, I can tell you're going to be loads of fun on this trip, Eugene. <laughs> What's the wind speed here, Eugene? Well, let me see. It uh, measures between one and three miles per hour. We're safe. I'm so glad to hear it. <laughs> Come on, everyone. Better get our supplies unloaded and set up a tent before it gets dark. Uh, we got a big day on the ice tomorrow. Marty, why don't you go pick us out a good tent site? Me? You want me to do it? Sure. Just uh, don't go off too far. Okay. Oh, oh, good grief, Eugene. What do you have in these boxes? Only the necessary equipment to maximize our time while minimizing our effort. Oh, well, what you mean is you have a bunch of appliances from home. What'd you bring, Eugene? A TV set, underwear warmers, and a hair dryer? This is a great outdoors. No place for this junk up here. It's just man against the elements. Well, perhaps so, Mr. Riley, but nobody said the elements have to win. <laughs> well... We'll see, Eugene. We'll see. How's it coming with that fire, Tom? Well, I just don't understand it. I've been rubbing sticks together for years. and never had a problem. You might want to hurry. We're all getting a little hungry. And cold. Don't forget cold. Hungry and cold. Fine. I'm doing the best I can. I have matches, you know. I know, Whit. But it's the principle of the thing. I'll have it blazing in no time. There. 
Blazing isn't the word that comes to mind, Mr. Riley. <clears throat> uh, might I be of service? What are you going to do, Eugene? Set a disposable lighter on it? No, better than that. Who wants hot cocoa? I'll be in my tent. Well, everyone's all set up. I'm going over to my fishing spot. You two have fun. Uh, what became of Eugene? Oh, he went to another part of the lake. Oh. He had some kind of sonar device he wanted to test. It's just not right having all this fancy equipment. He's missing the point. I mean, how can he have a good time when he keeps making it so easy? Well, we're all different, Tom. Try to relax. Let me hook old Grundy and then I'll relax. I hope you do. See you in a bit. Grandpa, who's old Grundy? Well, old Grundy is uh, well, sort of a legend in this lake. He's older and bigger than any fish here. Many good fishermen have tried to catch him, but all have failed. Old Grundy's just too strong and too smart for him. Wow. Do you think we have a chance of catching him? Well, we can try, but we're not going to catch anything if we don't get started. Uh, let's get the bait on the hooks, huh? Well, I'll bring it in carefully. You don't want to rip the hook out and lose him. Look, Grandpa, look. Ooh-wee, that's a fine catch, Marty. You know, you're getting pretty good at this. So far, you've caught all the fish we have. How many is that? Two. That's pretty good, huh? Well, pretty good for a beginner. I want to catch old Gundy, Grandpa. I want to catch him and take him back. Really? And why do you want to do that? Because. Because, because then everybody will see that I can do something myself. They'll say, Monty caught old Grundy. And, and... And what? And, and they won't call me Jenny's brother anymore. But does it make so much difference what they call you? Well, yeah. Do you know what it's like, Grandpa? Do you know what it's like to be known only because of someone else? I'm just Jenny's brother. I mean, she's my little sister. Do you know what it's like to have a little sister who's perfect? Well, she's not perfect, Monty. Well, everybody thinks she is. Not really. Yeah, they do. Did you see her train car, huh? Yes, yes, I did. And did you see mine? Yes. And hers was better, wasn't it? Well... It was better. It was beautiful. It was one of the best train cars I've ever seen. I'm not stupid. I could see it. I slaved over my train car for a week, and it looked like someone ran over it with a truck. Oh. She did hers in an afternoon. She's perfect. Monty... That's why I have to catch old Grundy, to show everybody. They have to see that I can do something. Monty... Listen to me. I won't deny that Jenny gets a lot of attention. She's special in a number of ways, but you're special, too. Not the same way as her, but, well, it's not a competition. You have your own talents and abilities, and you don't have to try to... Oh, uh, Grandpa, I didn't understand a word you said. I think my tongue must be freeze-dried. Uh, look at this. What do you see? Small bits of worm. Ooh. <laughs> well, I'll try again. Now what do you see? A handful of snow. Wrong. It's a handful of snowflakes. Thousands of tiny microscopic snowflakes. And you know what? No two of them are alike. Every single snowflake has its own unique size and shape. I know. We learned all about this in school. Well, did you also learn that that's the way human beings are, too? Even though there are billions of us, no two of us are exactly alike. We're all special, unique. 
different from every other human who's ever lived or whoever will live. Doesn't seem like it. Well, that's because you're not thinking about it in the right way. You keep comparing yourself to Jenny. You don't have to do that. The Bible says that God made you in your mother's womb and that he knew you before you were born. He knows you, Monty, and he loves you. Not compared to Jenny. Not based on whether you play violin like her or build nice train cars or, or even catch old Grundy. You only have to be what he's made you to be. I know, Grandpa. It's just kind of hard to believe sometimes when everybody in your family is good at everything. And you're not good at anything. Oh, you'll find something that you're good at, Monty. Just give yourself some time. Meanwhile, you can do something that nobody else can do but you. What's that? Be the best Monty Whitaker Dowd you can be. That sounded pretty corny, Grandpa. Hmm. Uh, maybe it did. Funny, it didn't sound corny when I said it to Connie last week. Uh, it's okay, Grandpa, really. Well, you get the idea, though. Yeah, and thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> You're welcome, Monty. Make room! Make room! Well, hi, Tom. What are you doing? Well, I come to see if I can catch any fish. My fishing spot's deader than a uh, uh, dead thing that's dead. Oh, Monty's done pretty well. I caught two, Mr. Riley. Well, that's mighty impressive, Monty. Any signs of old Grundy? No, not yet. Uh, have you seen Eugene lately? Well, the last time I saw him, he was wandering around on the ice. Oh. Probably trying to find a plug for the rest of his equipment. I'm telling you, Whit, that boy... I know, I know. Well, I don't know what it's going to take to set him straight. Why do you want to set him straight, Mr. Riley? Well, cause, cause it's... Well, it's just not good for Eugene to be so... 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 Well, Eugene-like. You know, Mr. Riley... Maybe that's just the way Eugene is. I mean, everybody's different, right, Grandpa? That's true, Monty. Ahoy! Assistance! Will someone please assist me? What in the world? It's Eugene. Look at all the fish! Never in all my days. I don't believe it. There must be a more efficient way to carry fish. <sighs> there. Well, that's quite a load of fish you have, Eugene. You caught all these? Well, most certainly. But how? We've hardly had a bite all day. No, no, don't tell me. You created a computer program that explains where the fish live. <laughs> Not quite. A radar contraption that showed you where they were swimming? Well, actually, I simply... Uh... A special lure that sends out signals saying, Here, fishy, fishy, here, fishy, fishy, time for din-din. Not at all. Then what kind of a gizmo was it, Eugene? You didn't catch all those fish with a piece of wood and a string. To tell you the truth, I did. What? Yes, I simply applied a basic knowledge of ichthyology to determine the best location to drill my hole in the ice. Huh? Well, it's a well-known fact that ice is often thinned in places where large schools of fish circulate the warmer water below. Surely an experienced fisherman such as yourself do that. I want to go home now. I think we've done enough fishing. Sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, uh, what about old Grundy, Molly? I thought you wanted to catch him. Nah, I don't need him now. Good boy. Besides, nobody can catch old Grundy. He's too smart. Uh, excuse me, this old Grundy, is he the one approximately 35 to 40 inches long with a lot of hooks in him and an orange-like pattern across his body? That's him. How'd you know? The pesty fella wouldn't leave me alone.
You saw old Grundy? Saw him? I got so exhausted throwing him back in, I finally had to take him to another part of the lake. With all those hooks in him, the edibility factor approached nil. A veritable Moby Dick of lures and hooks, minus Melville's poetic genius, of course. I'm Sadly going and to the truck. I might add that Come Mr. On, Melville Bobby. was not recognized until long after his passing it. from this more... Uh, uh, what? Hey, what's wrong? Was it something I said? Hey, wait for me! Well, I don't know about Tom and Eugene, but it sounds like Monty learned an important truth about himself. And it's something we should all remember. We don't have to compare ourselves to anyone else. God has made each one of us very special and unique, just like Whit said. So the next time you feel like you're not as good as someone else, remember that God still loves you, and if there's anything that needs changing, we should let God do it. So, Sam, I don't care what anybody else says. I think you're a fine snowman. Big nose and all. And that's it for today's adventure. You know, if you ever want to write to us here at Odyssey, all you have to do is send your letter to Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, B.C., V6B4G3. Don't forget to ask how I can get a cassette copy of Ice Fishing. That's today's adventure. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures and Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. Today's program was written by Campbell Freed and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Bob Luttrell and our executive producer, Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris, inviting you to join us again next time for Adventures in Odyssey.